Golf is back in 2022. We have the Tournament of Champions this week in Hawaii. The first of two weeks in Hawaii. We got this one this week and the Sony Open next week. Uh, we've had about a month and a half away, maybe maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, hope everyone's had a real good Christmas, New Year's, um, real busy month coming up on your best bet. We have golf back weekly. Uh, playoff football is coming into the picture and uh, a lot of NBA to talk about in the next couple weeks as well as we get into the middle of the season. Um, Johnny and Zach join me to preview the 2022 PGA Tour season and also give our picks and our thoughts on the Century Tournament of Champions coming up. Welcome to Your Best Bets. Golf is back. We're in 2022, and we're doing our first golf show in about two months. The last time we did a true golf show was the RSM Classic. Of course, Mark Benneke joined me to discuss the father-son PNC Championship, which was awesome. Uh, Top 10 event of the season. Um, We might talk maybe briefly about that since we didn't officially review it on this show. Uh, but really excited to get back to golf. I can't wait. I've been I've been really excited for this particular podcast the last week. Um, the Hawaii events are some of my favorite events, and uh, the events in January leading up to Torrey Pines are, are kind of a fun four or five weeks um, to start off the year. Uh, back for the first time in a while, Zach Fitzgerald is here. Zach, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Um, we. Uh, we had a good, good New Year's, a good Christmas, hung out with family. Um, yeah, didn't yeah. play a whole lot of golf. I played a little bit of indoor. We did not make the uh, the championship playoff round in indoor, but uh, we still had fun. And aside from that, tried to stay warm. Yeah, and I'm I'm mistaken. You you actually have been on more recent since the RSM. You were of course on for the one of the NFL shows that we did in December, um, and uh, that that was fun. Of course, I, I think our picks that week were I think they were pretty good from what I remember. Um, Johnny Strouser is back. Uh, Johnny, what's up? How are you? Good. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I uh, I was also on an NFL one, and my picks were great that week. Just an FYI. But uh, ready for the golf season to start here and us to all channel, channel our mm-hmm. inner Mark Rolfing and talk about some Hawaii golf. Before it's we st- get too far into the golf, I do want to say that we had a, a pick. There was a Cincinnati game, and I believe I picked Cincinnati, and I did come through on that game. So I think that was the only game that, that we were different on. So I think maybe I got you by a game. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Um, I, I don't – I know I've, I've had – at least a three and two record on the, on the, on the five picks for a few weeks though. I, that's, that's my claim to fame. Um, um, yeah, Johnny had a good week in his picks and, and you did too, as well, Zach. Um, yeah, uh, it is, it is Mark Rolfing season. Uh, of course, uh, the man loves Hawaii more than all three of us love anything combined. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get a lot of Mark Rolfing in the next couple of weeks. Um, 
guys, this before we talk about the tournament champions, um, I, I kind of want to talk about 2022 as a whole. Um, of course, the season's already started. We know it, it started uh, out at uh, Napa with the Fortnite Max Homa winning, and, and we've had a few events since then. But this tournament always feels like the start of, of, of the season to me. And um, I, I wanted to get into uh, a few things before we talk about the tournament of champions specifically. Um, first of all, what's, what's, what's your outlook as far as the top of the board, as far as the top three or four or five guys in the world, um, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, those guys are, are, let's, let's start specifically with John Rahm, Johnny. It, he's had a couple months off. He's one of the few guys that didn't play really at all in the fall. I think the last time we saw him was, was it the Spanish open where he was like a minus 200 favorite to win. And then he was like finishing nearly last. And he said he needed a break. What's your expectation him coming back this week and going forward? Are we going to see him uh, keep parlaying what he had in the middle of the season last year going forward? I, I think we will, but, but a lot of it's going to depend on, on how well he, he puts the ball. Um, he, he's you know one of the best ball strikers in the world. Um, his all-around game is so good. He did get burned out uh, after that Spanish Open and, and just basically shut it down. Uh, for the rest of the year. I mean, I think he withdrew from the uh, um, the European Tour race to Dubai uh, playoffs and the championship. And just because I think he was just from from playing too much and or from playing uh, good golf for a long stretch of time, he just had to shut it down. But he, he's at the age where he's entering his peak, um, where he's going to have several more, um, you know, good health, um, um, good, you know, physical ability and everything like that. His season um, or his his career is kind of just taking off here and, and hasn't peaked. So I do expect that. But one thing I will look at, and I will look at early in his um, in his tournaments um, in the West Coast swing here, is how well he putts. Um, what happened last year at the beginning of the year when he went, went through the equipment change from TaylorMade to Callaway, he had the, uh, I think it was a two-ball putter, um, putted just very, very poorly with it. Couldn't make anything outside of – 10 to 20 feet with any consistency uh, was oftentimes an O for every single round switched to a different, uh, different odyssey putter and putted his, putted his brains out. I mean, he just made everything. Um, as we all remember the U S open at, uh, at Torrey Pines, you know, him making those big bombs on 17 and 18 um, on Sunday uh, when he was going to win Memorial earlier that season, and just, you know, dominated um, that golf course. He was putting very, very well. And he continued that up through the Ryder Cup. So most of the time, these guys are going to hit the ball pretty similarly um, from from guy to guy. I mean, there's not much variance, but his putting really uh, ascended him to number one. And I think if, if uh, he can continue that, I don't see him slowing down and I, I could see him winning more times this year than he did last. I was going to say the most shocking stat of last season was that John Ron won exactly one tournament on the PJ tour <laughs> because it felt yes, like yes, he won, yeah. he won three or four times. Obviously we know what happened to Memorial, but it felt like his season was so much better than it showed to be on paper. Um, as far as strokes gained, um, he had one of the, the the best seasons in recent history. He's the last three or four years total. He is 
by far the leaders in strokes gained. Um, Zach, what's your thought on, on Rom? And, and, and I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on Morikawa. I know you're extremely high on him. He's got that 10 major prediction hanging over his head from you. Um, who, who is it a toss up this year between Rom and Morikawa? Who's going to be the best player? I don't think so. I mean, I think that there's probably a five or six person group that it really could be. But when it comes to Rom, I mean, I, I totally expect him to have greatness. He, I think it's going to be hard to follow up the dominance that he had at the last half of the year last year, but um, I think he'll do great things. Um, he's favored in every major this year. If you look at it right now. Uh, yeah, he is around it, like plus 900 plus a thousand on most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I have it down as. And, and I think Morikawa, you know, is right around the, right around, you know, the 1200 to 1500 range. And yeah, I, I think Morikawa could win a major this year. I absolutely think Rom could win a major this year. I would put my money on Morikawa for a major over Rom. Um, but yeah, I gotta know, get to I, 10, gotta get to I 10. I, I, and I, I, I heard that in the podcast with Mark and, and I understand that he laughed a little and, and it seems outlandish, but I don't really think it is. I mean, he just strikes the ball so well. I, it just doesn't, you could, I guess you could say that about a lot of people. We thought Rory would have 14 or 15. So that, you never that, know. Was, that was my point that we did the same thing as Rory. We did the same thing with Spieth. We sort of did the same thing with Brooks, maybe not as much. Um, so these things tend to level out, but, Morikawa is on an unbelievable path, and he might have the biggest weapon in the sport right now, which is his iron game, which is probably the most coveted thing going right now. Yeah, I just don't think any of them hit irons as well as at any point in their career that you named, aside from Tiger, than what than what he does. So uh, to have that, if if he can find a way to make putts, you know, he doesn't even have to make putts all the time. He just needs to make enough putts. So. Yeah. I just think that gives him a weapon that most people don't have. His distance isn't a detriment. I mean, he doesn't hit it as far as, you know, the huge guys on tour, but it's not like he's a short hitter. So uh, obviously I like his game. We know that, that I like his game. He and a few other guys that, that we're going to discuss tonight are, are my guys that I seem to take when other people don't. I, I know Johnny and I talked about it most of last season was was when Morikawa putts well. He's he's probably going to contend for sure and he's gonna win a few of those. What what's what's interesting is is statistically he's he's a negative strokes gain putter or very close to zero, maybe now. Um, but he's has he has these spike weeks where he's one of the three best putters that week, with like we saw at the open. Um and, and I almost think that's better that where you have these these five six seven weeks a year where you're lethal with the putter because those are the weeks you're probably going to be in the top two or three especially with his iron game um so it's almost you look at the numbers with him but you have to kind of realize that that's just an average but man those spike weeks he's unbelievable and almost impossible to beat uh johnny i, I want your take on is there a guy out there this year that's going to challenge Rom and Morikawa maybe um, in the world rankings or for the most wins that, that you like? I keep wanting to circle back to Justin Thomas. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think he's overall 
I mean, it, it's kind of a, it's a hard, hard to say, but he might be the most talented of the, of the group. Um, gets the most out of his, out of his size, out of his body, uh, out of his golf swing. And he's, you know, he's got the talent um, in his short game, you know, and everything like that. I, I'm hoping the switch to, uh, to a new caddy to, uh, to Jim McKay, Jim Bones McKay, um, can maybe take him over the edge. Jim Johnson, his previous caddy was, uh, was a very, very good one, but I think, you know, Bones has got to be a top two, three, four all time, uh, guy here and an unbelievable green reader, um, especially on Bermuda green. So I, I think when you look at a guy like Thomas, who can have a, a great ball striking week from week to week, um, and seems to just struggle with that putter, you know, where he's, you know, he's streaky and whatnot. Maybe, maybe Makai takes him over the edge where he can win a little bit more consistently. Um, I actually did hear him on an interview today um, where he was saying where he was going to be a little bit more um, selective for his schedule. So he's going to look at more events that uh, suit his game, that suit his eye, uh, golf courses that suit his eye, I should say, not to play an event, just to play in an event. So, um, you know, generally if a golf course doesn't suit a golfer's eye, uh, for these PJ Tour guys, there's a pretty good chance that even though they could be the best player in the field, they're not going to win that just because there's going to be shots out there that they they need to hit. They just can't see it. So I, I'm i hoping that that we're going to see Justin Th- Thomas in his prime um, and where he's going to start to take off, where he's added maybe the final piece to the puzzle um, in a in an elite caddy where, you know, he may be able to help him out and take his – when he's not playing well and he shoots 70 or 71 and can take that to a 68, um, you know, help his, help his bad rounds. He's just, he's so hard to not, he's so hard to doubt. He's so hard to, you know, to just write him off because of how good he is. And um, I'm fully expecting him to, you know, win multiple events and to contend in majors and really push Morikawa and, uh, um, and John Rahm this this year, twenty twenty two. I think for all, all accounts, especially even from him, twenty twenty one was not not a banner year for JT. Of course, he had the one win at the Players, but it was really uneven. Uh, he got his ball striking going in the fall, but for most of the year, the putter was a massive hindrance to him contending. Um, I felt like every time I watched him, he was he was missing the left to right putts low every time. Felt like watching myself out there um, in 2021. Um, I, I'm really interested to see if Bones can help uh, as far as the green reading, like you mentioned. Um, you know, we've seen JT get on these heaters where he is a birdie machine in the past, but we just didn't really see it last year. And I think he's really focused on becoming the best player in the world again. I don't know if he'll get there, but I think he's got to be probably the most logical choice of, of who can really push these top two. Zach, you got anyone else? Uh, Hovland, um, Rory, Matt Kuchar, anyone? Uh, we'll talk about Kucher later. But I'm sure, not, I'm sure not, we will. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think DJ can. Uh, but before we get to DJ, I would just like to say that I think one of the biggest advantages that JT has over everybody else is his close relationship with Tiger and that knowledge and camaraderie and just the calm feeling 
and just like I said, overall knowledge, I think cannot be understated. And yeah, I, I think that's huge. So, but I think DJ, honestly, I, I would not be the slightest bit surprised if DJ wins more tournaments than anybody this year. I think he's going for, what did I read? If he wins this year, it's his 15th straight season that he gets a win and only Jack and uh, I might be wrong on the number, but only Jack and Arnie have done it. And I think their number was 17. So he, 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 did, get, he did get the benefit of the, the, the large season last year with mm-hmm. since he won, he won the fall 2020 masters that counted, but he didn't technically win. I, that's just a weird stat, but he does win mm-hmm. a ton. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he has the power and he has the attitude, um, the kind of not care attitude to really kind of be able to brush off the, the bad rounds. And we're just talking like the person that I think is going to potentially just blow up that you can't say he's a breakout player, but I wouldn't be surprised if Xander wins a few tournaments and a major or two, honestly. He, he has to at some point. He's too good. He's always there. You put yourself in that position enough times, you have to win at some point, right? Correct? I mean, it has to be. This is hilarious. Um, Johnny and I were texting about Xander today. Like, um, it, it, this week specifically, but Johnny made the, made the statement that Xander's going to have a three or four win season at some point in the near future. So that that sort of echoes your sentiment. I, I last year, I consistently hammered where he was on the odds board every week because the, the win equity didn't match the odds, but um, maybe you guys, this is a two on one fast break. You guys can team up and have the Xander love that I don't have. Well, I mean, he, he his, his odds were always kind of unbettable because yeah, he wasn't going to win. He was kind of like the, the Tony Finau thing where you just, it's like you you wanted to bet him because the talent matched the odds, but just the uh, the win equity didn't. And I think I think Shoffley at, at some point, whether it's going to be 2022, 2023, 2024, you know, the, these these prime years here, he's gonna have a season where he finally wins three or four times. And you know, it's just getting over that hump. And and getting that win and reminding himself that he can he can do it you know come crunch time, I thought that winning gold um, last year would uh, would you know would project him propel him I should say into a better late summer and fall. He still played good golf, but he played the same Xander Shoffley good golf where it's not good enough to win, but it's good enough to finish second, third, or fourth. So, yeah. I. I, I'm I'm almost done with with, with him. With uh, I'm ready to to give up and, and say you know this is what it's going to be where he's going to win six seven eight times in his career is all, and he's going to have a bunch of top fives and top tens and top twenties and majors. But I'm still hanging on to it. He still shows me those those glimpses, but we can't see. Waste management opens Xander Shoffley. We need to see more of Olympic gold Xander Shoffley, where he's he seems to be a different kind of dude. I, th- I think he puts himself in position in majors all the time, and you do that, I think eventually you get one. Yeah. And last last win three years ago this week, uh, exactly. Central, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, 
All right, I got a couple categories for you guys to to answer, and, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, tournament champions. Um, give me the, give me the breakout player of this season in twenty twenty two. Breakout being this guy wins. Breakout meaning he moves from the fifty to the top twenty. Um, could be kind of any way you see that, Johnny. I, I'm probably gonna. I have a feeling I might take your guy here. Um, hmm. I'm going Matt McNeely. Um, I think he wins. I, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to make tour championship. I mean, I think he'll, he'll finish top 50 uh, FedEx cup rankings. He's too good not to, and he's finally starting to come closer and closer and closer to a win. Um, coulda, woulda, shoulda won. Was that Fortnite or was that, uh, that was that the one that he, but you had him and and uh and couldn't couldn't close the door but i mean he's he's contended um after all the major championships were over um and into this 2021 2022 wraparound season um he had some good finishes played some good golf some really good golf he's very very talented i mean he was once the best amateur golfer in the world um again i i think I've, i've talked a couple times about players entering their prime years. Um, I think he's, he's kind of in that, that, that area there where he's going to have to, where he's going to turn his game around here and where he can close it out in, in a four round uh, uh, event. And I think he can win on the PGA tour. Like I said, he's too talented not to. And my prediction is, is that he will win, uh, win an event this year and uh, um, get, you know, get started on a, hopefully a successful career. Is, is he still dating Daniel King? Are they not together anymore? Any idea? I as of last summer I saw that. I, I, I don't keep up on their their on my Mav McNeely's personal life, so I don't I don't know, but at last I had heard Daniel King and, and him were still an item. I think it would be good for him if he was not part of that that relationship because she's she's the alpha in that relationship. I'm I'm just yeah. saying clearly. That's 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 a good observation. Um, uh, Zach, breakout player of 2022. I think we've been talking about my guy a lot and potentially could steal uh, your guy as well. But I would have to say Scheffler just to get a win. I think I think Scheffler gets a win this year. But uh, for breakout player, I put Xander again. I really do. I think Xander's going to win a major. I do. Jesus. Double dipping that- on Xander. I think Xander's going to win a major. I don't know. I was like doing all this research the last couple of days and, and looking at all this stuff. And it's like, man, he's always there. He's just always there in majors. Just always there. Scotty Scheffler though. I kind of like that. I mean, to win, I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's kind of obvious. That's kind of obvious though. Well, is I, it though? I mean, you could say like Tony Finau and you, you guys know, every single year for a bunch of years and he didn't win. Yeah. So it's, you, you know, it's definitely going to get that first win, though. See, I was, I was actually, it was so obvious. I was going to label the category breakout player, not named Scotty Scheffler or Will Zalatoris. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you pick Xander. Xander is his. <laughs> so you pick Xander. <laughs> what? But that's more for like a breakout on on more of like an atomic level than say just like a little, you know, getting his feet wet level. I just think I really do. I I think Xander's going to have a good year. You're you're gonna hear Xander's name for me a lot this year. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Unless, unless he breaks a couple arms or something. I mean, you know, anything could happen. 
my my breakout player, I, I have two here, which is totally typical me because I couldn't narrow it down. And um, uh, one is maybe a guy that uh, it's not really a breakout because he sort of already had this, but he had a a big down year in 2020 or the end of 2020, early 2021. But I feel like he's resurfacing. Matt Wolf, I think he's. I think he is going to win again. I think he was very close in the fall a couple different times. Uh, his mindset seems a lot better than it was early in 21, middle of 21, and taking that break was the best thing that ever happened to him, best idea he's ever had. So I think Matt Wolf, he's already backed in the top 30 in the world. I think I think he's going to be pushing the top 10 by the end of the year. I just have a feeling Wolf's going to win once or twice. Um, and then my other guy is, uh, is, is, of course, one of my favorites, Corey Connors. I think this guy is really, really close to winning a tournament or two once again. Um, top 40 in the world. One of the, just the best ball strikers on tour, probably top 10, top 15. If you can get that putter ironed out, saw the numbers start to get a little bit better at the end of the season. I think that's someone that could really – really contend in a major. Um, I mean, I, he's just so consistent and he's, he has a ton of fairways, ton of greens and uh, that putter just got to, got to have one good week, man, two good weeks, Corey. Um, so that's, those are a couple guys I have for breakout player. Let's talk about the majors. Um, so we've already talked about Xander quite a bit here. Um, um, so the masters coming up, um, anybody, specifically you like for the masters uh johnny outside of xander you you seem to like him to contend in majors but anybody specifically for the the masters in april yep i've uh um i i first of all i'm not gonna pre-tournament bet at least in futures xander in any of them not that i don't think he can win but um for for augusta um i've got two guys i've i've looked at um um that i'm gonna uh, they actually, I think I've already bet. Um, so it'd be, it might be a good idea to check these guys out. Cause you could play, I think most books have uh master's futures right now. Um, first guy is Brooks Kepka. Um, I'm, I'm, I think he's, he could, uh, I think he's going to win a major this year. And I think he's going to win at oh. Augusta. Oh, um, wow. that knee is, is back to pretty much healthy. He's back to piss and vinegar. Um, he, putted he putted really confidently i know it was just an exhibition match against bryson uh at in las vegas there uh it was just a stupid little event but the way he kind of looked over the ball there that those little things like that show me that he's pretty comfortable with uh with how he feels over over the putter there he he's played in more events here and he's really trying to dial it in and be more consistent from week to week um, I think that knee is getting better and better. And will it ever be back to 100%? I highly, highly doubt it. But will it be back to 90%? Um, you know, I'd take Brooks Kepka at a 90% knee there. And I think you can uh, get him still at a pretty good number. I think at one point he was uh, more than 20, 25 to 1. He's probably a little bit under that. But uh, if he has a decent fall or a decent uh, winter, which he normally doesn't play much, um, you might want to nab him now. And the other guy, um, I can't believe I've kind of convinced myself to bet on him is Rory to complete the career grand slam. Um, like what I saw out of him 
um, winning at uh, at Wells Fargo and then winning the uh, was that CJ Cup in Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna get it right. And now that he's got you know the the stuff out of his head that uh, um, he doesn't have to hit it as far as Bryson to win events, he can hit it as far as Rory and win events. That uh, he's gonna kind of come in. I, I, as unheralded as Rory can be. And I, I, uh, I expect some big things here. Um, and I think he could very well win the masters this year. Okay. Uh, Zach, Xander. I do think Xander, and well, I think just like he said, I think Xander could win every major. Um, but I also think if I, I, I like can't wait for the masters. Um, I like Wolf. I like Wolf's number, which is plus 8,000. I mean, if you can get pretty good odds on that. And if I remember correctly, he played pretty well the last time that he played the Masters. Um, and Johnny kept because it plus 1,800 right now. 18 to 1. I do yeah. get him. And also, I really would think very hard about Rory. I don't know. Kind of like you have this weird feeling this year that Rory's had like three or four down years and he could just pop out of nowhere and go crazy and, and show everybody why he's Rory. Yeah. Um, but for the masters, yeah, I like that. And then, uh, Hazen for top 10, they don't have the numbers out yet, but I'll just pencil him in for top 10 now and back whenever I can. They do have tiger at plus 3,500, which, it's insane. I don't know he's that anybody would take that bet. I don't know why anybody would take that bet. Yeah, I don't think he's play. You could, you could bet on a guy like Sam Burns, who's I think he's at four thousand, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, who is legitimately one of the seven or eight best players in the world right this second. It's that's a crazy number. Um, I I forgot. I have I have some pictures in on the Masters already. Um, I I put in a massive free bet last year. Um, after the Ryder Cup on John Rahm to win the Masters. That's my pick to win the Masters. It's obviously very chalky, but uh, you've seen this before at the Masters. Like Dustin's the best example where he knocked on the door for three, four, or five years and his finishes got better and better, learned how to play the golf course, learned how to um, you know, manage, manage his game around there, uh, manage his game around the greens, get up and down, all that. All that. Just the learning of the golf course is one of those things that Augusta that's, that's pretty critical. And I think Rom, if you've looked at his finishes the last few years, I, I feel like he is knocking on the door there and his game's obviously in peak form. Hopefully by April, you know, he's, he's won maybe a tournament and he's, he's ready to keep ascending into, um, you know, potentially this, this great career. So I think he gets a second major there. I actually do Zach and, and Johnny, I, I have a future master's bet on Xander Shoffley. Um, I forgot I had that. Um, that's yeah. So who knows? Maybe I will be rooting for him. Come yeah. send and, masters. and you know what? I think we've had a, you, you enlightened me to the strategy. Uh, actually it was a couple months ago and this is, I think a pretty good one here. I, I don't, you think that, don't you both think that really the winner of the masters is going to come from a bucket of maybe we'll say 12 to 15 guys. I mean, I know somebody outside that 12 to 15 guy bucket can win the masters, but just it, you know, Augusta seems to be pretty predictable in the type of player that it brings out. 
Um, I started when I, whenever I would get free bets for these sports books, um, I started doing like you, instead of betting them on something current, I just went to a master's future. I put a big bet on John Rahm. I think I put another bet on John Rahm when he was, you know, when he was so good, I have one on Hovland. I have one on Cantley. I have one on Shoffley and uh, Rory and Morikawa. So giving myself some opportunities there, but every time I would earn one, it was like, you know what? I, I have a good feeling that we're going to get one of maybe a dozen or so guys that are going to win. Now, if, if it blows up on me, it blows up on me, but yeah. it's good to sometimes get these odds when you get them. Cause if they come in, if they get to the Florida swing playing pretty well, their odds are going to decrease quite a bit there. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like Zach said, he's uh, um, Brooks is at, 18 to one. He was at 25 to one just a couple months ago. So, you know, he can drop those guys drop when they have good finishes there. And, and uh, I think that's something to definitely look at. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, I put down six masters futures last year. And uh, when we, when we get to that point in, in April, it's going to be nice to have those to fall back on because it, I think it's a great point. It really is a small amount of guys that could really win that tournament this year. I think if you compare it to like an open championship at St. Andrews, where it feels like it's a lot of weird things that can happen at open. And we've seen a lot of random winners and maybe that, maybe that bucket's 40 guys or 50 guys um, on any given week, but the masters just feels different where it's just, it's a handful of guys. Um, We're kind of running along on a couple of these any major other major picks that you have pegged uh, the rest of the way, the last three, Zach? Uh, I mean, it just uh, anything of note. Uh, I have Morikawa to defend at St. Andrews, which I know is, you know, he's not the longest hitter. I also think, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Bryson wins there. He could just overpower that golf course if he wanted to. He just has to hit the ball straight. I mean, if he finds... If he hits the ball straight and long at St. Andrews, it's going to be hard to beat him. Uh, aside from that, no, I mean, no, no real, nothing special. You know that I like Xander. I like Cantlay a lot this year. Uh, but those are the two guys that that you kind of hear me spout about a lot. Just the, the Cantlay as being a guy that's steady, kind of, I think that his game suits, especially the U.S. Open, just with his mentality. Yeah. So, but no, nobody really. I mean, there's nothing that I saw. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fleetwood at some point this year wins a major either. I mean, not that I'm saying that I would bet on it, but if he does, it wouldn't just shock me. He, he always shoots a low round at some point. Johnny, anyone that you have pegged for any of the last three majors? Just one. Um, I, I'm not going to do anything with the PGA Championship, which is at Southern Hills. Um, that's going to be your big, long, traditional golf course. So your guys who are typically up there are good, are all good bets. St. Andrews is going to be St. Andrews. It's short. It could be windy. It could be not windy. Um, you know, you got it. You can hit it anywhere, but you can't hit it anywhere. One guy I'm going to talk about uh, here before we move on is U.S. Open. It's at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, last time that I think that we saw it was the Ryder Cup back in what was that '99. Um, I don't think it's had a major since then. Uh, real. It's a fairly tight course with crazy undulating greens. Uh, Jordan Spieth, I like that. Like him mm-hmm. there. Uh, very, very, very good lag putter. Uh, unbelievably good green reader. Um, it's not long and over uh, where it's got to be overpowered. Um, he doesn't have to always hit driver, but keep him in mind for the U.S. Open this year. Hmm. 
I like, I that. like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, I got two names for the rest of the way. Um, uh, I think Sam Burns could win, could win um, the PGA at Southern Hills. I like that setup for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also either, either the PGA or the open. I, I like Dustin. I think he could get the third leg of the, of the grand slam this year. I remember in 2015 at St. Andrews through two rounds, he, he looked unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh my God, he has taken this course down and then he completely fell off the map over the weekend. But I think we saw glimpses and and that's why I don't mind the Bryson pick for the open actually, Zach, is uh, we, we know that that golf course, if, if it's benign, it can, it could probably be dominated by power. Um, So I, I think, and maybe, maybe it's a, I don't know if Dustin has a revenge factor in his body, but um, I, I really feel like he's only motivated at this point by majors because he's done everything else. Um, so I, I think DJ could get one this year, and I, I do like Burns um, to at least contend and maybe maybe surprise because I feel like his game is way underrated, and I feel like he is legitimately one of the best players in the world right now. Um, either way, the major season is going to be really exciting. Can't wait to get there to April with the masters um next category guys is um oh my god what did i have okay buy or sell this is uh i i i had this idea actually listened to another podcast so i i, I kind of stole it but it, it felt like just a good idea to to bring it out tonight so buy or sell each of these players tell me why you're buying or selling you guys know none of the names i'm going to give you so here we go uh johnny joaquin neiman buy or sell uh, you know I'm going to buy him. Um, I think uh, I, I, he's going to win an event this year. Um, you know he's been play, he played okay last year. He's going to play better this year. Putter's going to get working. I'm buying. Zach, buy. He uh, great player. I I was looking at him earlier. I believe he's only 23 still, which is extremely young. Uh, definite buy. Uh, sell for me. Um, he's just. Another talented young player. Um, yes, it feels like he's been out here forever, but I like other guys' uh, games better at this point, and I'll sell. Still a good top 50 player, though. Uh, buy or sell, Zach. Russell Henley. Sell. <laughs> no, no reason even needed. Johnny? Uh, sell 2021 Wyndham Championship. Final round, 72nd hole, needs to make a short putt that any misses. That's that's I think that's gonna be his career. Just deal he'll hang on the tour for the next 15 years, but that's he just won't be able to make enough putts. I I I was looking back at my 2021. I had a lot of really close heartbreaks. Russell Henley at the Wyndham was one of them. Um, but for that reason. And for a lot of reasons that I think he, um, I think he's just been an underrated ball striker for two seasons now. I will buy. I think he's going to win in twenty two, um, maybe a second tier, third tier event. Um, buy in Russell Henley. Um, actually, Zach talked about him earlier, so I know where he's going with it. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, buy or sell, Johnny? I want to buy so bad, but. Yep. I, I, I'm not going to, I, I don't trust that putter. Um, and then I don't know if his ball striking is the same as it was a couple of years ago when, you know, when he shot 
what, 62 or 63 at Shinnecock or 65 or whatever it was that unbelievable round. But, uh, that guy, dudes who can't putt, I'm, I, I sell. Zach. Uh, I can't, I can't refute that it's an issue that he doesn't putt well, but as we've spoken before, I mean, everybody has a hot day. Uh, at some point he, he's going to have a hot weekend. I don't know that necessarily. I don't know what his level of buy sell are. I mean, are we just talking about him like top 10 player or whatever you want? It's whatever you see it as. I would, (laughs) I would buy him to have a solid season. I don't know. I would sell him to. Does he have PGA tour status? I'm sorry, Zach. Does he have PGA tour status? Sure. I don't think he, I think he lost it. Didn't he? I don't know the answer to that one. Okay, because I think he's going to have to be playing off of that uh, where he only gets – I mean, he still gets like 15 events plus the majors, right. but um, it's going to be tougher for him to do. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I, I He's one of the Euros that I really, really like. I like his game, his personality, I like that. But anyways, I buy that yeah. he makes it into the playoff. I'll okay. just – Okay. <laughs> I sell. I sell on Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen enough. His run is over. Um, buy or sell, um, straight vibing, Daniel Berger. Zach, I seem to always sell on him. I feel like I should be buying, though. I think he's really underrated. I buy. I mean, I, I just think he comes out of nowhere. I would buy on him. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Daniel Berger as well. Hugely underrated last 18 months of his career. He's never going to win three or four times a season, but he's just going to be so solid and he's going to be a top 20 player for the foreseeable next three, four or five years. Johnny? I it all up. I, I like him a lot. I mean, that's just saying, say, I agree with what, everything you said. He's just going to be real consistent. I, I like his, I like that arrogant attitude. I like that uh, he can back it up as well. So bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Johnny, Jason Kokrak, are we all in? I love that. <laughs> I just think of that picture every single time. Yeah. I'm going to buy Jason Kokrak. He, is, he shows me that uh, um, this last season with Colonial and um, what was the last event there that he won? Houston Open. In the Houston Open. Um that that putter, I can I can trust him, and he um, he can hit a fairway and he can hit a green. And he's not going to do that every week, but um, he's going to win next year um, some event, and I'm going to buy that. Jason Kokrak gave gave you one of your two or three biggest golf wins ever. The the second biggest payout I've had in, in golf. So, Jason Kokrak, I'll be uh, at the poker table with him. <laughs> Zach. I did, in fact, buy Jason Kokrak today while I was doing uh, something. I placed a wager on him for uh, the PGA Championship. He's yep. plus 10000 and I like that. Pretty good. I, I just think Ooh. that the – and I mean, so, yeah, I, I absolutely buy him power. He's winning, uh, he, and he's, he's kind of just been simmering there for the last few seasons. He's not just a guy that that's – just come and going. Um, yeah, I like him. Uh, he could win a major this year too. I mean, he has all the tools that you need. 
Yeah, sweep this one. I'm buying Kokrak too. I he's pr- a proven winner at this point. Next step in his career is proving he can contend at a major. Love mm-hmm. to see that, and I love I do love that that future bet you just threw out there. Um, Rory McIlroy, Zach, buy or sell? Buy heavily, heavily. I I think he could be in for a huge year. Uh, if he comes in motivated, he has all the talent in the world. Uh, he needs to figure out putting, but that's a lot of guys. Um, but he's proven that, you know, when he's on his game, he's, he's probably more talented than anybody. So I, I buy him this year. I don't know. I, and I don't have any evidence to back that. It's just a feeling. I'm with you. I'm, I'm buying Rory. This, it, I know we've said it the last five seasons, but this, this feels like a monster year coming for him. He's been working on just having the right mentality. Do I care too much? Do I care not enough? Um, I feel like maybe he's found the right balance and where, where he needs to be with his game. He's not chasing distance anymore. And uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he won four or five times this year. Johnny? I'm going to buy, but because I've got that Masters future on him, and I I, told, I said on, you know, earlier in the show that he was going to win. But I'm going to uh, – I'm going to sell quick if uh, if I don't see much, uh, hmm. you know, buy that event there. If, if it's going to be the same old Rory of the last five or six years, um, then then I'm 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 going to I'm going to get off of it. But you're right; everything's trending toward him having a monster season. But you know, is he going to see what he what happened in the race to Dubai when you know he looked like he was going to win and then? you know, flags it and then goes in the bunker, makes double and loses the tournament there. So I, I hope that he has this big season because I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it and I'm going to bet him a lot um, early because I, I think he's going to win. But if I don't see it early, I'm, I'm going to bail. Okay, two more. Uh, Johnny, back to you again. Pat Reed, sit by yourself. I'm going to sell. Um, I just... Uh, He's going to have good golf from time to time, and and he might win an event this year. But uh, um, the 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 same uh, ball flight that he hits, um, he's going to have to really be on putting, and he's going to have to have a golf course that, that fits him. Uh, with that being said, though, he always is posted at such an intriguing number because the books know that nobody that that the public doesn't bet him. So I, I'm not expecting big things from Pat Reed this year. But man, I'm going to probably throw money on him week to week and have him prove to me that he can't do it just because his value is going to be that good on a weekly basis. I buy Patrick Reed, obviously. Um, I think he has something to prove this year. Did not get picked for the Ryder Cup, understandably. But I think that's going to eat away at him. And I like a motivated Patrick Reed. Hmm. I think I think he could contend the Masters. I'm not saying he's going to win, but he shapes shots. He he should be motivated. He, I imagine he's been working throughout the year. Doesn't get along with his family, so I don't imagine he's having a lot of family. So you know, probably out hitting golf balls while everybody else was you know <laughs> giving and opening presents. That's right. I'm, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy at least one Patrick Reed rules fiasco in 2022. Um, I'm going to sell Patrick Reed for the season. I, his ball striking is off the map at, at times. And although I love watching him around the greens, uh, I just, I don't think, I think he's too inconsistent 
uh, tee to green to win tournaments uh, right now. Last name, Zach, Tiger Woods. Had to I mean, save that for last, clearly. I'm always going to buy Tiger, but I mean, I don't know that I buy that he plays in any meaningful tournament and does anything this year. I I, I think that, that everybody got really, really excited to watch him play in that tournament, but he's riding in a cart. I mean, it's going to be one thing to hit golf shots getting out of a cart for two days where you don't have a whole lot of pressure, but like if people are actually thinking he's going to come come back and play Augusta, I don't think that the golfing against the competitors is the hard part. I think that it's the walking four days at Augusta. And he's already said that even given a card exemption, he will not accept it, which I respect that. Um, I mean, I buy Tiger for Tiger. I buy Tiger for what I saw a couple weeks ago. I think that was awesome. Uh, but I sell him playing golf this year meaningfully. Hopefully next year or the year after he can come back and give it a serious run again. He obviously still has a swing. Yeah, Zach, you took the words out of my mouth pretty much everything you said. I'll, I, I, I couldn't have said it better, so I'll just pass it on to Johnny. Yeah, I, I can't disagree or add that really much to anything what he said. I mean, at, at this point, you know, we're lucky that we got to see him um, in uh, a couple weeks ago play with Charlie there. Uh, if we see him by the Open Championship, um, I think that will be a, a, a wonderful miracle. Um, if we get to see him play once or twice, and I think at this point, you know, you just, you just don't bet him. You just appreciate that uh, we've probably seen the – what could be one of the greatest athletes that is going to come along during our, our lifetime. So we might as well just enjoy the the ride and what little that we get left and everything, whether it's, you know, in the next one year, five years, 10 years, whatever long he plays. But uh, I think the days of him being a, a top level PGA tour golfer are, are, are gone, unfortunately. Last question before we get to the, the, the TOC here. Um, Big New Year's resolution guy, you know, New Year's hit, you know, what am I going to do this year differently to uh, improve my life, make my life better? Or more importantly, what am I going to do differently this year to make my betting life different and better? Where am I not going to waste money? Zach, do you got anything? Uh, probably not going to bet Matt Kuchar as much this year. Uh, that or... Is that a significant problem for you? Well, I mean, I don't – I think it's kind of going to be logical this year not to bet him as much. He's obviously not going to have the odds that he had when he came back last year. You know, he had what? I think it was 15000 How do you not just put a little bit of money on Matt Kuchar for 15000 it, it. I don't know. I, I'll probably bet pretty much the exact same way that I have. And, I mean, most of my bets are really, you know, making – educated guesses on parlays so i mean you don't hit a whole bunch of them but when you do you know you just hope to you know make double what you've put into previous parlays to continue making money and then you know make some it's hard in golf to 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 hit winners consecutive consecutively i mean we we had a good run where we hit i think like two or three in a row and then i don't know what i had like seven or eight last year which is a really good year of, of picking winners so 
I, I'll just probably still bet top tens, top fives, top twenties pretty aggressively, and then you know make a a smaller bet on a parlay and and try to hit a couple of those and make money that way. Let's be clear: the fall was amazing for us <laughs> as far as picking. I mean, the last what, eight nine tournaments of the season was pretty incredible for uh, this podcast. Johnny, what do you got for betting? golf this year in 2022 well there's there's going to be a few few changes but let's let me ask you so so the fall which we did do very 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 well on um you know with our picks um how many times did you have picks this fall that uh the guy finished you know second third fourth or fifth i mean i know you had mcneely didn't you have a couple other guys or maybe one or two others something like that Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, had, multiple? Okay. I had Matt, so, I had, yeah. Yeah. Even the last tournament, Mac Hughes. Yeah. Mac Hughes. Okay. So, I mean, we had multiple guys there. I think one of the strategies that I, I, I've really kind of done, but haven't totally done here is let's say you pick, let's say you're going to do one unit bet on, uh, on a guy um, to win an event. But what I think I've, I've learned here is I'm going to bet, Maybe it's a third of a unit or maybe a half a unit on the win, but also the remaining part of that unit on either a top five or a top 10, which still is going to pay unbelievably well. But that kind of ensures you that uh, if your guy doesn't end up winning, which we've, we, you know, we know how hard that is for guys to win on the PGA tour there. So, you know, if we get in a streak there where you're picking a bunch of guys and they're finishing top five, I think that def- definitely recuperates, um, you know, some of the money, it still ends up making it a profitable way. And that's what, uh, what, you know, what Zach was saying there, as far as, as picking more place bets. But, uh, I think that's one thing I'm going to focus on. So anytime I pick a guy, um, or anytime you suggest to pick a guy, uh, going forward in our official picks, um, I would highly recommend you, you place a small percentage of the unit on the actual win, but also, uh, uh, a significant or equal you know, bet size on a top five, just to prevent, uh, um, you know, if the guy ends up not winning, loses a playoff, something like that, because we're going to give away good picks all year. I mean, that's what, that's what we've done. We've improved throughout the year. You know, we started strong. Uh, It slowed down a little bit through the summer and then we had a real strong fall. Um, And a lot of guys that we picked came close. If you do bet that top five or that top 10, you're going to end up making your, your, uh, your, your meeting your budget for the week there. So I'm going to do that. And then um, I had some success betting the uh, tournament matchups. Uh, I'm going to focus on those a lot more. Um, They don't pay out as much, but uh, you know, they're more surefire ways to hopefully uh, win a little bit and add to the bankroll. I like that. I, I, I like I like what you mentioned as far as as ensuring your win bets with top fives and top tens. Um, that goes along with with what I was thinking, but it really adds to it, which is um, for myself. I've mentioned to Johnny, and I've probably mentioned to Zach that I'm I'm the hobby bias of just sports betting in general. I usually go for homers or I strike out, and I'm okay with that. It's worked well for me the last two plus years of doing this. Um, but I, I, it is frustrating to have instances like Matt McNeely, to have instances like Matt Hughes. So I was going to go more of the Johnny Strauser route of betting and, and have more top fives and top tens. 
maybe a couple less win bets um, in my weekly uh, weekly allotment of bets. But I really, really like the idea of, of ensuring those bets. And secondly, um, I'm going to listen to more to what you guys have to say as far as who you're betting and, and uh, go along with those a little bit more. Um, not, not to say I ignored it, but there was one Johnny got in the fall that I didn't follow. I can't remember who it was. The deck. I think it was, was Matsuyama, wasn't it? Was that Zozo? I think so. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust my compadres here on the, uh, on the, on the podcast and, and follow those bets a little bit more, um, this season as well. So new year's resolutions for golf. Let's do it. Um, so here we go. Here's my phone. Starting off with the Central Tournament of Champions, guys. A 39-man field. All the 2021 winners, except our guy Rory McIlroy, who is not playing this week. The rest of the winners from last year are here. Um, of course, the plantation course at Kapalua is just freaking spectacular. It's a, just a great TV product, prime time. Like I said, I love this event in January. It just makes me long for the spring. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Um, this is a core and Crenshaw design, 2019 renovation, uh, coming in just under 7,600 yards. Of course, it doesn't play that long due to um, extreme elevation changes. Um, par 73, of course, the the uh, the there's. Um, I thought there was five par fives, but there's only four. There's just only three, three par threes. Right. Um, and then uh, Bermuda greens, which from what I've understood, they're, they're, they're not fast Bermuda. They're kind of slow, kind of grainy. Um, interesting stat I saw today, guys, is um, this course last year was it had the, the six most missed putts inside of five feet. Um, uh, so kind of tough to read these short putts. The fairways are the widest on tour. The greens are some of the biggest on tour. Um, I think angles um, where you're coming into the greens is probably really critical. Um, so not necessarily a lot of the guys are going to be hitting the fairways. I think I saw over 75% of fairways are hit in this tournament, which is way above the PGA tour average. Um, so I don't think distance is necessarily a huge deal here because some of these some of these holes have speed slots. Um, you see it like on 18, everyone sort of ends up mostly in the same spot unless you, you really get it down there. Um, remember a couple of years ago, DJ, I think on number 12, when it was downwind, he drove drove it to two inches away on a 430-yard par four. Um, but I think generally speaking, this is, to me, this is a iron um, – this isn't a second shot golf course. Best iron player uh, is going to win this week, or at least be in the, t- the mix because everyone's hitting these greens. They're so big. It's it's who's the, the proximity is going to be really critical. Um, you guys see anything differently? No, it's uh, it's, it's like you said. It, it's a big ballpark, but it was designed that both the there's there's two different winds in Hawaii. Um, ones like a the trade winds, which go the traditional direction. And then the ones that the opposite, I think they're called the Kona winds per Mark Rolfing. And it can play, it can play short both ways, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, you know, it's wide fairways that hit greens. Um, it's always going to be windy there, you know, in Hawaii, it's, it's, it's always going to blow a little bit. Um, the golf course is a lot wetter than it normally has. Cause they've had a really, really wet fall and winter. Um, 
it's so it'll play a little bit longer. So if you're if you're unsure and you you know you've got a real short hitter, you may want to be a little hesitant on that. But these guys are going to be throwing darts all all day long and with the winds. And they said the winds aren't going to be too extreme. They're going to be kind of normal there. So um, shouldn't see anything out of the ordinary, or there shouldn't be anything to really uh, where you've got to factor in too much of the weather there to pick your golfers. So generally the winning scores, at least 20 under par. We saw Harris English get to 25, I think last year. So if the winds are, um, I think a couple of years ago, JT won at 14 under when the winds were up and it played a lot more difficult, but generally speaking, you got to make a ton of birdies here. Um, if you shoot a one or two under par round, you're probably going to get laps, uh, generally speaking. So I want guys that are remakers. I want the JTs, the Morikawas, um, and, you know, a guy like JT, two-time winner here, four times in the top three in his six starts. I like a course. I like the course history. I don't really want a guy that's playing here for the first time. I think, um, you know, you, you see a lot of you see a lot of uneven lies in this golf course too for your second shots um, because of the elevation changes. Um, so I think experience with with that is going to help. Um, Zach, anything additionally to the golf course? Forget to the Osborne. No, I mean I think with this with this tournament, it, you see a lot of the same guys year after year after year. And so for me on this one, I kind of just go with pedigree uh, for previous <laughs> years. And there's a lot of good data to golf of, so we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about. John Rahm is the favorite um, at plus 600 on DraftKings, which is really weird because I think earlier today he was around plus 800. So um, Je- Justin Thomas is at plus 850. Morikawa is at plus 1,000. And then we have a trio of guys, Hovland, DeChambeau, Xander at plus 1200. That's the top six on the board. Um, Patrick Cantley at 14, Sam Burns at 18, and straight vibing Daniel Berger at 20 to 1. Um, who's going to be the pick at the top? Zach? Uh, if we're talking guys 1200 and uh, above, I will. I like Justin Thomas a lot. Went in 2017, went in 2020. Yeah, always seems to play good here. Uh, can control his ball flight, can move the ball both ways. Uh, so I like that. And then just sounding like a parrot here, I like Xander. Win in 2019, tied for second in 2020, tied for fifth in 2021. Uh, I like him here. Totally good. Totally fair pick. Xander's got course history. He's played well here. He's won here. Uh, I'm okay I'm okay with where he's at on the odds board this tournament. Uh, Johnny, you and I were, were kind of talking about this a little bit today. Um, it's tough not to go to JT considering his course history here, and it seemed like he got his irons back in the fall. Yeah, and, and normally we wouldn't bet a guy under plus 1,000 for any event, but I think with such a small field, I, I, I don't have a problem with it for this week here. Um he seems to be the best, uh, the best fit at the top of the board there. Um, for like how you said it, the course history. Um, I think there's a, a renewed energy to his season, um, because he fell short of a lot of goals last year. And, um, you know, his iron play is, is a lot better. And these are the types of greens though. I think he can end up putting well on and then having that, uh, those good memories from winning a couple times there. Um, you know, I could see, 
him doing really, really well. Uh, he played in the father-son, so, you know, he just played a few weeks ago in competition, so there is a little bit of that. Um, Brom is still probably the best player here, but I don't know if he's ever played in this event. And if he – oh, no, he has. I'm sorry. Yeah, he played uh, – a couple of years ago he did. Uh, actually played pretty well. Um, but with him not playing since, you know, basically just after the Ryder Cup there, you don't know what you're going to get out of him there. So JT, yes. Um, and then also I don't mind Vic Hovland this week. Um, he's going to make a billion birdies and 25 or 26 under is going to win is what they're, they're calling for something in the, in the low to mid twenties under par. Um, and you know how much we love how, how that dude can make birdies at will. Um, it's just whether he can, he can uh, keep it in the fairways there. And if he gets that putter going and gets those irons going, um, he could definitely, uh, um, be there Sunday afternoon with a good chance to win. It's funny. We didn't talk much about Hovland in, in, in our little preview oh, portion. Didn't. He's arguably one of the hottest players in the world and, um, you know, a, a pretty highly touted for a huge 2022 considering where he's, where he's at with his ball striking and, and so forth. But I, I'm, yeah, I love JT and I, I feel like I could go back to all the podcasts we did last year and I can, I probably had 10 tournaments where JT was the guy and I got one, one of those, right. But this just feels like a natural pick this week with how well he's played this golf course and he's played in the fall. He's, you know, he, you know, starting with the Ryder cup and even through the hero and the PNC, when he was beating the shit out of little kids at the PNC, um, you know, he's been keeping his game sharp and, um, I was looking at some metrics uh, from the past winners this the last 10 years of this tournament. Usually it favors the guys that play a lot in the fall. Um, so I'm not saying Rom's gonna not gonna win this tournament, but I'd rather have a guy coming in here a little bit sharper. You know, I'm just calling from a guy like Daniel Berger who really hasn't played much at all. And in fact, I just saw on Twitter today his golf clubs aren't even uh, in Hawaii with him at this point. So um, he's still straight vibing on the beach, though, by the way. Um, so guys like JT Morikawa Hovland, um, those those are the guys that I'm, I'm gravitating gravitating to. Zach just had some uh, equipment malfunction. Um, so to me, I feel like this is a, a JT Morikawa decision at the top. Um, they're essentially a, a, a mostly the same player. Um, you know, Colin right now is a little more trustworthy on the greens. I trust JT a little bit more around the greens, but if, if you're chipping this week, you're not winning anyways. Um, you know, around the green game is probably the least important facet of, of every, anyone's game this week, because if you're trying to get up and down, you're not winning this tournament anyways. Uh, but I do like, I like JT. I like Morikawa. Those would be the two guys I would, I would look at for sure. Um, and I would have a small pivot to Sam Burns, who's also playing a lot and playing well at plus 1,800. Um, and also a top 10 player, just moved to top 10 in the world today. Um, 22 and above, Cam Smith, Hideki, Jordan Spieth, Sanjay, uh, Finau at 25, Pat Reed at 28. Uh, answer, Brooks, Leishman at 30 to 1, Taylor Gooch, all in Jason Kokrek at 3,500 and Harris English at 3,500. Um, and then there's a huge drop off after that in the odds board. Um, we have past winners in this group. We have past major ch champions in this group. Um, Zach, give me a name or two that you think is going to contend from that range. 
Uh, yeah, I like three people in this range. Uh, I like Spieth a lot just from past experience of winning 2016. Uh, three out of four times he's played, I believe he's been top five. Um, I like Sunjai M. I think last year is his first year. Uh, tie for fifth, four rounds in the 60s, and he led the field in T to green. Uh, and I like Reed, 2000, uh, win in 2015, uh, second place, and then a playoff loss. So, I mean, again, like I said, at, at plus 2,800, I think that he has value there. The thing with Rom is that I think at plus 600, we, we talked about this last year, it's just not enough value for me. There's enough people that can beat him that, that it just doesn't put the value. Um, so in this tournament, I'll probably play a few more of the guys in this range, like Spieth, Am, and Reed that, you know, I think if you hit a winner, you do well. And then also on these guys with, with the top fives, they have pretty good odds. So I like this range a lot, really. Uh, and, and not just these three. I think that there's really good value in this entire range. There's, I love the speed play, Zach. Um, you know, the first thing I think of are where two places that Spieth has dominated in his career um, that has land movement and, and uneven lies like this, Augusta. And, uh, of course, the John Deere Classic is the second one. But, uh, you know, he just seems to thrive on these type of layouts where there's a little bit more creativity involved um, with the with the approach. Um and so I don't know what it is, but he he's won here. The number is really, really, uh, I think, pretty intriguing. Of course, the last time we at the Hero, he was he was garbage. He was hitting off of wrong tees and everything else. But um, I, I think that's that's a hard number to overlook at twenty two. Uh, Johnny, thoughts on that range? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with with Spieth. I, I think for all those reasons that you both mentioned, um, but I do like uh, um, the creativity that, uh, that the golf course offers. I think that's perfect for Jordan. Um, it's what the John Deere classics have trained him to, to be good for um, is to, to win here in Kapalua. So, you know, I, I do like that. And then, you know, you got hashtag perspective. Um, hopefully he's sleeping a little bit better with the, Oh, yeah. with, the, with the kid, but, you know, perspective means, That's right. means everything, I guess. So, you know, I think it probably on that, that reason as well, I, I, I do that, but no, seriously, though, I do, do like him and getting him at 22 to one. I think that's a, that's a pretty good number to, to get him. Um, I did want to mention Pat Reed because I think he, he just, he sees the golf course really, really well. And, and him being such a good putter, um, as long as he can get his irons up there and get himself in birdie range, I, he, he seems to putt pretty well here. Um, going down the list a little bit, couple guys. Um, I've always liked Mark Leishman here. Whether his form is good, I don't know. But the winds, this is a this is a nothing calm, docile day in, in what, from what he's used to in playing in Australia. So uh, thirty to one is a pretty good number, and in, in even getting him, uh, at, you know, any of these guys really plus money in the top ten. Um, if he puts pretty decent there, but, uh, didn't he play here? Uh, the, the QBE, did he, did they win that or did they contend or something like that? But he played pretty good at that, uh, the QBE shootout, um, at the end of November there, early December, whatever it was. So there's some form there. 
Um, and another guy I like, and I don't know if I like his number is Taylor Gooch. Um, he was a guy who I like, I think I'm going to like this season seems to be a competitor, always popping up on the leaderboard here. There's going to be a, a player or two that you don't, that kind of slipped into the tournament. You don't really know him as a household name. He just kind of plods along and shoots, you know, four sixty eights, and and there he's at twenty under par in the top five. So I, I don't know if I bet Taylor Gooch at thirty five to one to win, but you can get him at plus five hundred, top five, uh, two to one odds at top ten. Jeez, I, I did I did bet Taylor Gooch to win today. <laughs> it's funny. I don't mind, yeah, I don't mind that. That's uh, that's good. Yeah. He's, he's a good enough player. I think that uh, that's 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 solid. He, he would have candidate for breakout player honestly i mean he really could have for sure for sure and he was one of the better players in the fall i think he had five or six finishes in the top 12 out of i think seven or eight starts and of course his first win at the rsm uh that's that's part of the reason i bet him today i think it's a good number i have you know it does go against my narrative of course history but um you know i think the hot hand is interesting um the reads there at 2800 it's always an interesting number. He's always around 30 to one. It's, it's a hard number to pass up because he does, he does just show up and he has these spike weeks. We talk about spike putting weeks for Colin Morikawa. We have, we have spike weeks for Reed where he just comes out and wins like he did at Tory last year. Um, it's an interesting play. What about Brooks at 30? Johnny, you haven't won in the masters and you're not going to take him here at 30 to one. I, I don't mind the play. Um, I, I, has he, has he played though this this event that much? I'm not sure his golf course familiarity is is much there. Um, thirty to one. I think if you ever get Brooks at thirty to one in any event, I mean he's he's got good value. I don't know if I'm going to personally make him as a best bet or if I'll bet him, but I don't mind it though. I, I I don't I don't dislike it because, like I said, I think you know we used to talk about all last spring and summer you know, is he going to win an event? And if it's not a major, he's got no chance. But I think after waste management, him kind of winning that event. And I think that, I don't know if it reprioritized what he, how he prepared and how he approaches just regular season PGA tour events. I think he's looking a little bit more at, I need to be better at these to be better at the majors now that, that now that he's getting a little bit older. And I think he's looking overall at his legacy. So yeah, 30 to one, that's, that's, uh, that's a pretty good play there. That's a, I think it's a sneaky good one. I, I, I do though think that that's probably fairly priced. I, you know, if you look at a guy between like, Speeth at twenty-two to one versus Brooks at thirty to one. I think that's that's fair that he's got a worse chance because. But I mean, a guy that good, you know, if he's if he gets that putter going like he had some good stretches in the fall, um, you know, it could be one of those things where uh, where you know he could be around there on Sunday. Yeah, the you know our our rule on Brooks for a while has been if it's if it's a major bet him if it's a non-major don't bet him it's pretty simple um but he has he has expressed this this last fall that he is motivated he wants he thinks 2022 is going to be a huge year for him so i'm interested to see if that you know he seems healthy he seems healthier at least i mean uh, you know we'll see if it actually shows out to be true that he gives a shit about regular tour events, uh, maybe the starting this week. Um, like I said, there's a huge jump from that, the 
plus 3,500, uh, you know, Kokrak, English, those guys. And then down to plus 6,000 is where the odds go next, uh, Kevin Na. So there's a huge gap there. Um, I won't go name by name the rest of the way. Um, we have, obviously, these guys won events last year. Um, there's some names in here that are young guys that are upcomers. We see some veterans in here. Um, it's, it's hard to, to think any of these guys are going to win this week um, from this bottom tier. Um, I have one name that is probably, uh, I know he's going to be on Zach's list. Um, it, it might be on Johnny's list. It's just a fun long shot to win, uh, but it's got to be max, right? At 8,000. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I have two names written down here. Uh, one of them for real, one of them to kind of jab at you and uh Max the one that that's the real one i i don't think i'd put money on him um the one that honestly that i really would potentially put money on is horschel and not to win but the only value that i really see here is like horschel at plus 275 for a top 10 but really i did write max's name down and then kind of wrote horschel down so i had somebody else to talk to in this range but no, I mean, I think this is kind of as we talked, this is kind of a tournament for people that that have been here multiple times that that have the experience. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of faith in guys that are down low. I really like that middle range a lot. Yes. Johnny? I think the disrespect in home at putting them at 80 to 1, I mean, maybe that is correct. Um, but Max isn't just a – he's not just a personality or, or a Twitter presence. I mean, he he's won, won some events and he's got a lot of game. And, and uh, you know, the, the one thing with Max is, is generally if he's contending, you know, he's contending to win. And if he's not, you know, he's not that type of just that top 10 guy, he's either top five or he's fighting for a top 40. So you know, if you get, if you get the good max, I mean, that's, that's tremendous value. And I have, I'm going to have a hard time not figuring out a way to put him on my card this week. Um, might even throw a little bit on 80, uh, 80 to one to win there, because I think if you look at that list, I think he's probably the best player that I can see right now, or that I'd feel most comfortable with as far as winning, um, in that, uh, 60 and, 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 longer um the other guy um i'm actually looking at a top 10 on is stuart sink um that's funny but i mean he's he's he doesn't suck i mean that's you, you kind of want him to and think he does but ever since he won at hilton head last year um he he's been okay but he, you know he played in the played in that father son um he's got his son on the bag who's who's a legitimate really good caddy and I think uh, he doesn't have to hire out to, to you know some random dude that uh, you know maybe an existing one out there. So you know he's going to probably come out there, and the family's going to come out, and they're just going to have a a good old week. And is he going to shoot twenty five under to win? No, but it, you know could he slip in there at uh, eighteen, nineteen under and get into a top ten position? I, I think that's a that's a very real possibility there. So. I feel, I mean, if I look at the list and I look at like Phil Mickelson and Lucas Glover and Matt Jones, um, do I think that he's any worse than those guys right now? No, I don't. So, you know, I think uh, taking the, the bottom guy in the field there and figuring out a way to 
see if he can finish in the top 10 um, is something I'm going to probably bet this week. With you I guys on, like, oh, I'm sorry. At, like as a actual bottom person on any DraftKings list, he's going to be your best option of the entire year. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I saw that down there and although I don't necessarily think he's going to win, I don't think that's a terrible bet at all. It's, it might be some of the best value that you have in this entire tournament, honestly, because he really could absolutely do mm-hmm. that. He's been playing great golf. He's been playing okay. I mean, hmm. for a for a forty eight year old guy that that really kind of was off the map for for numerous years, and then kind of just, I mean, honestly, prior last year and a half the only thing he was really known for was breaking everybody's heart when he beat watson <laughs> yeah i know i so i get the two wins what did he do after after hilton had though that he, he did, did, i don't remember him played well you know for a guy that you didn't really hear i think that it's always a little bit more noticeable when there's a guy that you know is a household name then that kind of like fades into obscurity and then comes back obviously that's going to be a little bit more noticeable so i might have a little bit of bias in my head about that and maybe not going statistically speaking off the numbers but uh, i'm i i kind of take feelings into my bets too you got a thing for these aging middle to upper 40 american players like matt kuchar and stuart sink you know i just want to think that you know they're all going to have this this little one more time and i would like to capitalize on that <laughs> I, I i'm with you guys on max for sure i think he's he's got the most win equity down here outside of kevin Na, i guess um but i think i think he's he's got the the caliber of game to compete here i don't know if he will um, two other names that I, I'm looking at. I don't know if, if I'll do anything with them. Seamus Power at plus 7,000, plus 275 for top 10. He's really good. And he was really good in 2021, really under the radar. Of course, he won, I think, at who Barbasol, uh, I believe. Yeah, that was JT Poston, I guess, <laughs> in the playoff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but Power is a really good strokes gain guy. Uh Actually, uh, top 20 strokes gain on tour last year, um, kind of under the radar. So I like him, and um, I have a soft spot for Cameron Davis because he won me a lot of money in Detroit last year. So, And I think he's got the potential package to to make a leap. Um, he's not, he's not going to win here, but I think at a plus 450 for a top 10 is good. I think even top 20, he's at plus 100. Um uh, so that's where I'll be looking for those bottom bottom guys is the top 20 number where you can get the plus money. So I like Cam Davis for that. Uh, anything else for the tournament champions for you guys? No, I, I did look at Stuart Sink's record here since, or record since the RBC Heritage, the win in back in April. Um, the, to answer your question, did he finish one time in the top 20? Um, the answer is no, he did not. So. <laughs> He only yeah, I missed. It. I knew it. He only missed two cuts for the rest of the 2021 season, but he missed three of four cuts in the uh, uh, in the first part of the fall season. And the only cut he didn't, or the only one that he made, did not have a cut. So, I mean, listen, it was a great story. He won twice. 
I just wanted to. I just wanted to to, to cool the jets on. He's playing great, great golf. I, I just wanted pretty to pretty much ruined my evening, but thank you. I uh, I, I got it. I, I mean, there's a reason he's two hundred to one. And I was really just trying to support Johnny here, and you know, one. I appreciate him. that. You know, other than a oh. just a bad host, but no. Anyways, back at, as far as last thoughts on the on the event. This is it, it's it's played during prime time uh, Thursday night. Thursday evening starting, I think, 6 p.m. on Golf Channel. Um, this is really a cool event. If you like to watch a little bit of golf or if you, if you like to watch golf or not at all or you like the views, I mean, it is it is stunning. It is just an unbelievable piece of property. Um, and it's just, you know, it's going to be – the weather's going to be great. And if you hate that kind of stuff because it's January in the Midwest, and then don't watch it. But it's going to be – it's a good field, you know, after we've had several weeks of not having – much for tournaments um and for golfers like us this you know when they kick off the pga tour season i'm sure you you know you feel like okay we've we've turned a corner past the holidays we got the golf season starting up you know we'll be in the west coast swing we'll get to florida and then we'll eventually get to where we can play golf here in the spring so hopefully everybody will enjoy it but it's 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 fun it's it's some good tv to watch it sounds like Mark Mark Rolfing got to you at some point today. I I, I watched a little Mark Rolfing today and just a little tear down and, down my my <laughs> my cheek there, and it was just it was we had a moment. Yeah, it's like a Mark Rolfing infomercial there. Uh, Zach, last thoughts there. Uh, yeah, I am excited for this upcoming year. Uh, and like Johnny said, this kind of is the time when you know we start thinking about you know, man, maybe we only have two more months until we can regularly start golfing again. Uh, hopefully, you know, we get one, two, three days in January or February where maybe we can go out and play. I mean, we've gotten lucky the last year or two to, to get out in once in one of those months. So, you know, we'll see. Aside from that, looking forward to a, a fun year and doing some more of these podcasts and uh, hopefully making some money. Yes, sounds good. Uh, thank you guys both for being on the mega show. That was probably a record uh, record length for a golf show. So, but a lot to pack in, obviously. Um, so, appreciate you guys uh, being on and uh, breaking it all down. Thanks, Phil. Good to be on. It was fun. Uh, this will also be airing on uh, our YouTube channel. Um, so. Uh, this was this is a first foray into that. Uh, so sorry about how we all look. Um, we'll work on that as the year goes along. Um, but uh, have some more video on our YouTube channel if you're more interested in that kind of thing. So either way, thanks for supporting the podcast and continue to listen. We got tons of shows coming up in January, playoff football, golf starting, NBA and midseason form. Um, got a lot going on. So appreciate everyone. And we'll catch you next time.